Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Yo, check this out. This is Chuck, the Public Enemy. You are tuned in right here, right now to the library. Keep it locked with Tim Inico right here on Rap Station. The new moon rode high in the crown of the metropolis Shining like who on top of this? People was tussling, arguing and bustling Gangsters of God thumb, hardcore hustling I'm wrestling with words and ideas My ears is prick, seeking what will transmit Describes can apply He's the owner of a number of restaurants, including Red Rooster Harlem, located in New York City. He's an award-winning chef, food activist, and author. He's been a guest chef at the White House under the Obama administration and has been featured on shows such as Iron Chef, Chopped All-Stars, and Top Chef Masters. His latest restaurant is also located in Harlem, and it's called Street Bird Rotisserie. He's Chef Marcus Samuelson, and with great pleasure, I welcome him on the library with Tim Einenkel on rapstation.com. Thank you for having me. How are you? So listeners probably are wondering... The library is a hip-hop show. Why am I having a chef, a chef on? Uh, we're going to talk about food. I'm not, I love food. I can't say I'm a foodie. But I want to ask you, because um, in interviews you've mentioned how you've spent years exploring your identity through food. And it seems that this exploration has brought you to Harlem. What is it about the Harlem that speaks to you? I imagine it's just not the food, right? I can't think about any experience if you want to explore and learn something, I very often start with breaking bread, the food, right? And the music. Who was here before me? Who was uh, Griot? Who was uh, spokespeople? Who, who were the writers? Who were the artists, right? Because if you start at, you know, for me, if you start at either religion or politics, it gets very heated right away. But if you start with the cooks and the musicians, you know, it's at least for me a way to adapt it and process it, and I like it. And you have listened to some good beats, and you also, you know, get some good food. And I, my black experience was in Sweden. I grew up in Sweden. And my CNN was Yo! MTV Raps. My parents' music was Fela, Marvin, Bob Marley. And for me, it was, you know, somewhere between, like, Sly Family Stones, Prince, Michael, and then going into, like, you know, the hip-hop scene, you know, really thinking about, like, what is this, this different beat that is coming out? And and I started to see what was happening through Young TV Raps. Like, we're like, wow, this is this is America as, as well? And this was another side through Public or NWA or, you know, thinking about the hip-hop that came from Queens, you know, like, you know, from Nas or from Tribe Called Quest, you know, it was like just a different... And, and so that storytelling spoke to me and it attracted me to come to the States. Obviously, you, you talked a lot about hip-hop there. And, 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 and as we know, hip-hop is not just about fun, right? It's, a, it's also about a social movement. As a, as a chef and a food activist, have you taken anything away from 
hip hop and and how that has influenced your life and kind of brought it to the world of food? I mean, I think that what when I think about especially the early years of hip hop and you, when I think about our dialogue about hip hop. I think about Street Bird, you know, it's, which is completely rooted in, I studied, you know, from Bambada to all the way up to like mid 90s hip hop, you know, a lot of documentaries, read a lot, listened a lot, but it's about being together in a movement, you know, and food for me, it's also good food is a civil rights, you know, like in minor things like we didn't have farmers markets in our communities for a very long time, uh, things that other communities take for granted. Uh, so it's about sticking together, and it's also about storytelling. And it's also, you think about a lot of uh, great songs, very often a reference to music in it, because uh, reference to food in it, because it's a gathering place. It's, 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 it's a place where we slow down and talk to one another and each other, and um, it's a great, where, great place where memories are created and comfort. You know, I think there's so many links. You know, the original Red Rooster had a lot of musicians in it from very famous to anonymous. This Red Rooster, we constantly have musicians here seven days a week. And once they opened Street Bird, you know, one of the first people I asked was Fat Five Freddy to come and check it and Jerobi from, from Tribe. And when Q-Tip came by just to check and just see how it was and get some bird for his mom, you know, it's very important for me because all, all my reference points really come from that era. You, you mentioned errors, and last week I had a great lunch at Street Bird, ordered the bird and stuff. And what I noticed is that the, the playlist that I, that, I've, that I experienced, it was... Um, it, well, I got there, it was Bib Bel- DeVoe's Do Me. Uh, so I'm going, you know, it's my childhood. And then uh, we got to Stakes is High by De La, Common's The Light, uh, Black Star. And Black Star was important to me because Black Star brought me back to liking hip hop again. Uh, that's the reason why I started doing radio because I thought I was like, this is the album that I have to play for the masses. You know, like this is the most empowering album. How was the music selected for Street Bird? And did you want to stay in just one era? Are, are, are there, are there, are there hip hop performers today that could very well be on this playlist? I mean, when I, when I think about hip hop, I go back all the way to the sixties, actually to the, to Brooklyn, to the parties where I like, you know, before even Grandmaster Holiday, like, like the, the, the parties in the park. And I, I think about the, the music in the 70s and then eventually you know I thought a lot about Sun Ra and and then eventually Bambada and then you go into the Bronx and then Queens you know so it's like it's been a journey for me basically from concretely from like 82 to 94 95 that's the era that we focus on right and I I think like Kendrick could definitely be uh part of that list absolutely skill wise and storytelling wise and ASAP and this is a lot there's a lot of storytellers now but there's also so many different places to find them so it doesn't really create you know when you're everywhere you're nowhere like versus where I was very focused I came home from school I could put on your MTV raps and a boom and I heard LL or I could listen to Run DMC or I can see style wise there was something else in Miami versus LA versus which I didn't even know I thought America was all looked all the same you know what I mean but 
today there's so many different places to find them, which is a good thing, I guess, for underground, but it's also harder to find that really strong focus unless you're on that mega level, right? I'm not even sure would we find in if would how would Nas come out today? You know what I mean? Like incredible storytellers that are so amazing, but not necessarily loud. They're just like, you just got to stop what you're doing and listen to Nas. You know what I mean? I don't know, because it's not really hit-driven. It's just, you know, really thought-provocative, you know? It's very simple. Yeah. But he says so much. Oh, my God. So. Um, I mean, as mentioned, and you even talked about how you you started, you think of hip-hop in terms of the 60s and uh, up until today. So you've, you've, you've actually experienced all the elements that kind of have the progression of each of the elements that we talk about in our rap station, you know, DJing, MC, yeah. graph, um, breaking. When I was at Streetbird, I noticed, I, I couldn't help but notice there was, I felt like a lot more graffiti uh, that kind of stood out to me. Was that a statement by you saying that graph was the most important element for you or and do you have a, an important element that you really want to focus on? Well, I mean, if you think about the four sort of communities of hip hop, you know, rap sort of took over, right? So that became the, the in the public, but I felt graffiti was just as important and doesn't really, you know, when they took five points down and they took places like that, I felt like we can be a place where artists feel comfortable in, right? Um, and break as well, which, which was such an important movement. And if you think about hip hop movements across the world, you know, when a nine year old in Germany or Sweden goes, might not go to soccer class, they might go to hip-hop dance, right? That's break dancing that they essentially come from. So where, where are these incredible dancers? So the culture has now moved into mainstream all over the world. If you think about what hip-hop has generated for, yeah, the music part, but also the culture, cross-culture things, you know? So I just felt like it was important to f- highlight also other movements and then the social movement of, you know, I think about that a lot. We create jobs. We create jobs here locally. We create something positive. You know, when we... The artist we went out to, Jeanette Beckman, which is an amazing photographer, right? She shot, those pictures are from Run DMC when they're 17, 18 years old in Hollis, right? Uh, we wanted to go back to the original, but then also the guys who did the graffiti on the outside, there were those guys on 18, 19 old kids in my neighborhood, but I got to engage them and say, hey, you got this corner, how can we get involved, right? So I wanted to work with Say Adams, that was, you know, an amazing art director for so many albums. So I went back and went vintage and old school. And when, you know, when Say teach like young kids like True, that's like 1819 and his crew, it's a dialogue between also the social movements. So I think about it from many different steps. And as a chef, I communicate that through food, but also as an owner, I communicate by creating jobs and community activism which you know whether you're public uh, you know learn that from public enemy or you learn that from carries one like there's a lot of people that you can sort of study that from and and be inspired by i want to talk about uh you being a chef but also your um your love for hip-hop the littlest things like a writing on a person's shirt or a street sign you know even a music that's playing that's not necessarily rap music it's just something else can be used as reminders to like what liking a song or wanting to hear a song like oh that person's right I want to go hear De La now you know Um, for you has there been ever a piece of music that you're just like sitting at home or even whatever driving or walking and it's just like that you're like I know a dish I'm going to make right now like has it has there and and also has there ever been a dish that you've made or even doesn't have to be a full dish that has inspired you to like once you hear them, why don't you listen to some music? And if so, which ones are those? I mean, if I think about 
hip hop from the back in the day. First of all, they represent alternative and being allowed to be alternative. You know, I think about incredible people like Jean-Michel Basquiat, like he opened a, an alternative. And I think about people like Fela Kuti, like they opened an alternative. And hip hop for me comes, it's so linked to punk to me. It's, a, it's an alternative underground culture that you might not even think about it today because it's so big. And so, but for me and me being a chef, that was an alter, you know, me being a black kid from Sweden, that's an alternative. That's a different culture. You know, I'm coming at it from a different point of view. And food was a way to find me, but still being alternative. And when I've traveled, through all these countries as a 19, 20 year old kid. It was through music and I connected. I could be in my own zone, you know, listening to Ron or, or, or you know, or, or listening to Eric B and Rakim and something like that. And it's just like, just, I was transported somewhere else. You know what I mean? And I think like, you know, I, I speak to Jerobi about this all the time because Jerobi is the one that's obviously of music, but it's also of food. So we, we go back and forth and we always joke about we're going to have our own hip hop beef, you know, food beef, me and Jerobi. And we always laugh because, you know, I love it so much. It's like, but so, so there's a lot of, there is a lot of songs where I think about, I think it's about creating a song, but it's also creating a, a dish where you're just in a groove, in a jam, and you know, when you're, in a, you're creating food when you're in a moment and in a groove, and that, that takes a certain environment. You can come up with a beat, or you can come up with a dish in any place. I can be on the subway and come up with it, you know? And I, it's got to be a little bit off-center and familiar. And here's where it links to hip-hop. Every hip-hop song has a beat that somewhere on in there is familiar. Well, every food that we like has some familiarity to you or to, to the person, right? But then if it's going to be really different and special, there's also a left turn. And that's where the remixing comes in in hip-hop, right? And then it goes this dialogue back and forth between unfamiliar and familiar, and that's how it becomes yours, right? And then the other person might say, well, I don't like it at all. Well, that's where the dialogue or the back and forth with the listener or the eater becomes like, and that's how it eventually becomes iconic. And just as much food that's being created and just as much music that becomes created, most of the thing doesn't become iconic. It's just all of those three, four things. And that could be because, because of what happened in pop culture outside us. So we live in that. You know, I, we live in this moment also. I create based on what's happening outside Rooster, outside Street Bird. We talk a lot about um, kind of commercial hip-hop, so the stuff you hear on the radio, and how that could be easily, it could be for, 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 for the Joe Schmo that, or even for kids growing up, that, that, that is their representation of what hip-hop culture is. With Street Bird, were you hoping for people to, for people to take away that this is either this is your representation of hip-hop culture or is this is what their representation of hip-hop culture should be? Uh, or were you trying to kind of, I mean, quote, unquote, fight against kind of the commercialization of it? No, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't agree that the most part is commercial because when I look at it globally, I travel all over the world and I see hip hop is giving inspiration in Africa where kids are rapping in Amharic or kids are rapping in whatever the native tongue is. And yeah, you see Big A and you see Tupac, but that's more like symbols the way you can see LeBron and a basketball court in Africa, but the kids are playing basketball. It's just a symbol of they see Kobe. So hip hop itself, 
you know, for walks from the life of Brooklyn to the Bronx to Queens to Harlem to the world has given so much already of hope. And so the majority of hip hop that is played every day is actually underground. But it's a very important meaning. You know, they might not be on top anything, but it's important in that community. Guys on the corners, you know, you go back to the original griots from, from you know, West Africa. There were people preaching on corners, talking about local f- affairs, right? And then there was always a drummer behind that. So this idea of drum and bass and somebody speaking on top of it, it's thousands of thousands. It didn't start like 1968 in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? And maybe it got articulated through that journey, but it started way before that, right? And then obviously Jamaica came in and Jamaica through the Bronx and all of that stuff, right? So as we now know as hip-hop. But it's given a lot. Now I would say the majority of the hip-hop that is played today is actually underground. When you go to Russia, you go to China, I mean, like, I've been all over the world in hip-hop. You say America, you say two things. A couple of things. You say Obama, and you say hip-hop. And that's like, that says everything. And both of those comes actually in and of African-American culture. It's pretty amazing. You know, in terms of the music of Streetbird, it's just delicious music that works with delicious food. If anything, I'm trying to relate not so much a restaurant, more a block party, more a picnic. And at a picnic, you know, you're going to hear, you know, when you have a family reunion, you're going to hear a little bit of Biggie, but you're also going to hear outstanding. You know, grandma's going to bring it back to Gap Band, and then the kid's going to bring it back. So I wanted to have this very open dialogue about... Uh, yummy music that made you like go back memory lane and have fun with and cross culture cross uh, um, generation and and uh, you know smile and then you eat the food that should just be delicious you know so it's this the food doesn't work without the music and the music doesn't work without the food how is that I, I guess uh, how many songs if you know how many songs are on rotation at uh, Streetbird, and then how 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 was that selection process for you? Um, I don't know how many songs, but I was very clear that in terms of also visually, I wanted films like Juice, I wanted films like Harlem Nights, I wanted an era of up to keep it at Uptown, and in terms of the songs, I was clear about what era. I wanted to hit and sort of from 82 to 94, 95 because for me, you know, I wanted it's like Nas album to be first album to be like, wow, we stop, we stop, we stop here. doesn't mean I don't like hip hop after that. I do, but it, for me it's just, and we go a little bit outside that, you know, we, we go, um, but that's sort of the focus is right there. Um, and it's also the time when I started to come to America and live, move to America. So it's very personal meaning to me, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's delicious food with great music that has still relevance. We're talking about songs that were created 25, 15 years ago, still have relevance in our everyday. Do you imagine Streetbird being not just a Harlem restaurant, but can you make it global uh, using the kind of the same formula, I guess, in terms of uh, an ode to hip hop and the neighborhood that it will be you, you could find in a country or a city? I mean... I think our goal is to just be a good restaurant here right now and and there's so many moving parts in the restaurant and, and we're, we're on our way and we're very proud to be able to communicate graffiti, hip-hop as part of the culture because here at Rooster is so much about jazz, R&B and gospel, you know, on Sundays. So 
I, I want to talk musically about our experience uptown. So Roost sort of has one experience of that with the stage downstairs. And, and Streetbird is the grimier cousin that just wants up, that punches up. And it's, I'm around, I'm important, look at me. And it's more affordable and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, I just want people to be comfortable in a diner. You know, all of a sudden diners died out in Harlem. And isn't diners where everything happens, where you can... You don't care how you dress, you, you, don't, you, you meet your friends, you might be hungover, you might be happy. Everything happens in a diner. When, when we didn't have these middle, these diners anymore, I'm like, no. This is, we have to have a diner that we can get a watering hole that grandma and the, the kids are welcome. And you can go on date night and be cool and be like just bumping your head. Like not, it's not about singing or dancing. It's just like, mm, it was a rough day at work, but I'm here now, I'm eating, I'm feeling like home. Even if I can't pay today, they got me because I know tomorrow, you know, I come back in. You're not creating trust, you know? For you, what would define a song or an album? And you kind of mentioned a little bit that can kind of define your experience through hip-hop and as a chef. The very first time I came to New York, I happened to meet, I, I was, I'm, a, I'm a Times Square and I happened to meet Eric B and Rakim just randomly and LL Cool J at that type Times Square, like they were shooting a video and we just stare at them. My, my friends would just stare at them. It's like this is such a big night. So um, I I was just starstruck and like so I always looked at Rakim differently because that's like my guy because I I saw him in action. <laughs> but I would say the first Tribe album is like or. Or, or Nas first album that's really somewhere in between those two albums really for me very you know when I think about coming to America why I come to America and what type of music I love and what type of food I want you know, it's, it's right there and of course one last question um, that listeners asked me to ask you how did you get Harlem's famous MNG diner uh, sign uh, old fashioned but good and, and, and why include that in uh, Street Bird <laughs> you know the love for diner I love that diner and old fashioned but good for me tells me so much about you can be it's generational like uh, everything we love in this neighbor is instant is iconic like the Apollo sign like Lennox Lounge so it's it's of today but it also tells us more about what was here before us so I wanted I've, I wanted that and you know how I got is long story. We got to get into all the time, but it's important in the restaurant. <laughs> He's the owner of Red Rooster, and uh, of course, the newest restaurant, uh, Street Bird. Uh, Chef Marcus Sampson, thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tobias Kellen, RapStation.com.
Alicia loot up, parties I shoot up, Nas I analyze, drop a jewel, inhale from the L, school of full well, you feel it like grill, it ain't hard to tell, I kick a skill like Shaquille holds a pill, vocabulary spills, I'm ill, plusmatic, I freak beat, slam it like iron chic, jam like a tech with correct techniques, so analyze me, surprise me, but can't magmatize me, scanning while you're planning ways to sabotage me, I leave a froze like heroin in your nose, Nas I rock well, it ain't hard to tell. Try again. Wisdom be leaking out my grapefruit truth. I dominate break loops, giving mics minstrel cycles. Streets disciple. I rock beats that's mega trifle. And groove even smoother than moves by Villanova. You're still a soldier. I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra. Packing like a Rasta in the weed spot. Vocals are squeezed, glocks and CZs drop. Though they need not to sneak. My poetry's deep. I never fell. Nas's rap should be locked in a cell. It ain't hard to, It tell. Ain't hard to tell. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.